Welcome to The Man Pad, the podcast that brings you knowledge and information on business, content creation and personal development from the perspectives of growing creators and business owners, as well as focusing on your mental health along the way. Alongside the podcast, I stream every Wednesday and Friday from 8pm over on Twitch, where you can drop in and chat to me live, ask questions and hang out with like-minded people within our community. I do also stream guest episodes over there too, so come over and check it out at twitch.tv forward slash mounty underscore 21. Link will be in the description. So, hello and welcome to episode 3. Right, I want to talk to you a little bit about the fear we have in failing at something and is it actually fathomable? Got that right. Is the fear even real? So what is fear? Fear has the power to stop you dead in your tracks, make you doubt yourself and even lead you to avoid doing something because of the devastating consequences, you know, like injury or death. Yet when it comes to failure, the fear is often irrational and counterproductive. Despite how illogical fear of failure may appear to me or you, it still manages to get its grip on our minds and whispers sweet nothings into our little ear holes. This debilitating emotion holds you back and steals your chances of living a life true to your dreams and aspirations. So where does this fear of failure come from? What else contributes to it? And what can we do to overcome it? These are all questions I'll be aiming to cover for you in this episode. So let's start with where this paralyzing emotion comes from. So the real reason we fear failure. When you really start to think about it, when you look at the vast array of reasons given for fearing failure itself, they all lead back to one common root cause. Our lovely, lovely egos. We look to our future and we envisage the emotional pain we may suffer should we not succeed in our endeavours. Only it's not our conscious thoughts that do this, but in fact our egos. The ego is our closest pessimist. It may show a brave face and seem confident to onlookers, but it is actually a scared and ultimately cowardly character at heart. The last thing it wants is to experience pain, so it will avoid anything that it sees as risky. It simply can't bear the idea of putting itself out there to allow even the slightest chance that it might get burnt. I guess a Jerry Smith of our psychology for any Rick and Morty fans out there. The reality is that failure represents a major potential threat to our egos, so we come to fear it. Given the hold that the ego so often has on our minds, it should come as no surprise that when it what it what la, 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 <laughs> what it fears, we also fear. Okay, come on. Let's reel this in, Steve. Reel this in. It's been a busy morning. Essentially, we're all afraid to fail at something because of the emotional pain our egos would experience, not because of any logical or rational reason. Unless you're thinking of jumping across the Grand Canyon, in which case that is completely logical. I wouldn't do that. But in the same sense of everyday failure, like starting a business or a YouTube channel, learning a new instrument or even going to the gym, what are some of the factors that can contribute to these fears? Well, if the ego is behind our fear of failure, 
what else plays a role? What makes the ego so sure it would get butt detonated if failure were to occur? Well, one large factor is social status and how others perceive us. Whether right or wrong, we believe that failing will be seen as a negative thing in the eyes of others. I know, sucks right. Or, more accurately, our egos think that we will be laughed at and humiliated should we put all our effort into something and come up short. A little light when you used to have them dreams of turning up to an interview for a dream job only to find out you've got no pants on. No, just me. Okay, never mind. Let's carry on then. As hurtful as failing in secret would be to our egos, failing openly in front of others would be a thousand times worse. It would cause our egos so much pain that they would struggle to cope, they'd pack their bags and be on the first SpaceX flight to start a new life on Mars. A second contributing factor to our fear of failure is that should we fail at something, what actually becomes of our goals? What happens if we fail to build a successful business, if we don't find the one person to spend the rest of our life with, if we fail to gain some sick-ass guns to flex at the beach, post-Covid of course. If we are so hopeful of chasing and realising our dreams, what would become of us should we fail in our attempts? This again goes back to our ego and the pain it would suffer. So if we try our hardest at something without success, our egos actually have no capacity to imagine what's beyond that. But I think we can safely say, if we fail to get 25 likes on a selfie, the world's not going to end now, is it? I mean, I might be testing fate there a little bit. I mean, after all, hashtag 2020. Our egos adopt the dreams that originate within our conscious thoughts. So in layman terms, the ones we write down every day, or like those posters of cars we used to have on our walls as a kid, or Spice Girls fridge magnets, if you like, 10-year-old Steve, but hey. And it makes them part of their narrative. But because the ego can't construct dreams of its own, they're not willing to let go of what they currently have. They can't envisage what would happen should those dreams be snatched away. So instead, they instill us with a sense of fear that we might fail at our dreams and be left without a suitable replacement. A bit of, you know, a bet, better the devil you know. Do you take the money or do you open what's in the mystery box which could contain either double the money or actually nothing but a peanut? Which kind of sucks if you're allergic to peanuts. It's like holding on to unnecessary junk in your home just for the sake of keeping it because it's there instead of having the ability to think past that, like what else could go in its place or could that item go to a better home or be used by someone else? And a final factor that plays a role in our fear of failure is that we would not be able to pin the blame on anyone else. Now this is a major, major player in where we go wrong with failure. Our egos are masters at deflecting criticism and pointing the finger at someone other than ourselves. Every two viewer Andy will blame Twitch's lack of discoverability for having no viewers. Every business Brenda will blame 
the algorithm for getting no online sales. And every selfie Sally will blame her followers for not liking her 75th selfie upload of the day with the caption, felt cute, might delete later. See, this defence mechanism aims to prevent anything hurtful from penetrating to the core. Yes, I said penetrating. Come on, stick with me. (laughs) When the reality is, the ego is so accustomed to blaming others that it is incapable of accepting responsibility for anything. So for example, two viewer Andy never speaks or creates genuine engagement during his live streams. His content kind of sucks and he doesn't make effort to share anything valuable on other platforms except going live tweets on Twitter. Business Brenda doesn't try to create a meaningful brand message and solve a customer's wants or needs. Instead, just expects people to just buy a pair of socks with, I don't know, dicks on it. (laughs) Selfie Sally doesn't add anything relatable or interesting in her Instagram captions for her audience to even want to engage with her. So you can kind of see how these three examples of people would have the issue that they're having. Trying and failing at something deflates its ability to blame others, although it will still try to, and leaves it facing its own shortcomings. You know, a little bit like finding out your dick pic didn't get the great excitement you expected it to. This is not, this is not a risk that the ego is willing to take, and so it creates a feeling of fear about trying in the first instance. I mean, I'm not saying send dick pics to random people without even asking how the day went. I mean, you know, come on, at least buy them a drink. I mean, that's a definite no-no. Come on, lads. We forgot how to speak to people. Now we can see our dicks in HD from a third-person perspective. Anyway, enough dick talk. How do we actually overcome the fear of failure? Well, now that you know what the root of this fear is, you can start to tackle it and eventually overcome it. So here's two effective ways to achieve this. Things that I am working on myself. So the first one would be acclimatizing to failure. So much like you would get your body used to walking further than you do to the fridge before going on a 50 mile trek for charity, you can also help acclimatize your ego to failure by exposing it to very small, almost insignificant failures over time. You might start by trying to learn a new skill, such as learning to draw, or do some push-ups. This can be done in private and in the comfort of your own home, for little to nothing in regards to cost. Start by trying to draw something simple, with little detail, like outlines of a landscape or cartoon characters, you know, like we used to do in school. Or... Do one push-up a day, every day, until you can do two and then three, and then keep pushing yourself until you can't do any more. Now, unless you've got photographic memory or an artistic instinct, you'll fail to begin with. And this is fine. This is good. Your Homer Simpson will look like a sausage with eyes. Your landscape will look like it's been done by a three-year-old. And you'll do one push-up too many and probably fall flat on your face. But the positive here is that this will show the ego that despite failing, the sun hasn't exploded 
and wiped out all life on earth. It will also show it that after a few days, you will be able to push two or three times more push-ups than in day one, and after a few weeks, soon be drawing recognisable characters and objects. You will begin to teach it that success often comes after the initial failure. You might then move on to a challenge that involves another person, preferably someone that you trust and feel comfortable around. Eventually, you can attempt to go more with public aspirations once your ego's grip has been loosened a little bit and you're ready to face up to the possibility of failure. A little bit like how I was in a position where I wasn't forcing myself to do enough cardio at the gym or going on walks or runs. So I went, you know what? I'm booking myself a Spartan race. Knowing full well that if I got 20 minutes into that race and couldn't go any further, everyone would know about it. But guess what? I finished it. And then straight after I booked a second one. And I smashed that as well. This is not always a fast process. It might take many smaller tasks and failures before your ego can be overpowered leaving you free to chase your dreams and go for those goals that you want to accomplish. The second thing that I want to put across to you that might help is convincing your ego of the virtues of failure. Right now, your ego sees failure as something which is going to hurt its little feelings. A little bit like when you stub your toe on the corner of a desk or a table. But what if you could trick it into believing that failure can actually be pleasurable? What you need to do is replace the vision of humiliation talked about earlier with one of pride. So be goddamn proud of those Batman pants and nail that interview. Again, just me. (laughs) Just me, I guess. You need to convince your ego that the cuts and bruises it might suffer can actually be worn as battle scars to show people how much you fought for something. You know, like a knight in shining armour is not fooling anybody. A real knight has kinks and marks in their armour from battle. This gives the ego a win-win situation because if you succeed, then it can boast. And if you fail, it can still find glory in your struggle. So how can you do this? Well, one way that might work for you, which has been an absolute incredible thing for me, and many others that I speak to, is to check out the inspirational backstories of as many successful people that you can relate to as you can. It's very common for these individuals to have had had to battle through hard times, suffer countless setbacks, and yet still come out with success. Some of my personal favourites are Tyson Fury, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Robert Downey Jr., and for Anyone that loves a good bit of KFC chicken, the good old Colonel Sanders himself, having several failing restaurants be shut down prior to KFC's global success. So read some autobiographies, watch some documentaries, and even find films about them, and you might just be able to persuade your ego that failing and carrying on anyway is a sign of character, determination, and a strong will that others will look up to. Adoration is, after all, what the ego wants most. And if you make this prize outweigh the risk of failure, you can overcome your fear 
and achieve what you so desire. Okay, I'm getting a bit wordy now, aren't I? <laughs> so not too shabby for being three episodes in, eh? It's all good. So we've discussed what fear is, that it's actually not always logical. It's in fact just our ego being an absolute smeghead. And there's also a couple of tips in there for you to try at home as well. But I'm going to leave you with this one thing to action yourself today and share it to give yourself that little extra accountability if you wish. So on average, it takes around about 28 days to break a habit and to form a new one. So here's your 28-day opportunity with a few extra days for safe measure. So tonight, before you go to bed, write out three things you want to accomplish before the end of October. It doesn't have to be anything huge or drastic. Could be to start each day with a walk. It could be to end each day with reading a book. Or maybe just limit the amount of time you spend scrolling endlessly through cat videos on TikTok. Read that list every morning and every night before bed to keep it sealed in the forefront of your mind. As always, if you find this podcast helpful in any way, please do share it anywhere and everywhere. And if you wish to share your goals, make sure you tag at the manpad UK on Instagram or Twitter, and I will personally be checking in with you to see how you get on. As always, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great week. Ta-da!